Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Someone goes like, yo, I think this place is haunted. And I talked to some people who said like, they've also experienced this. My instinct isn't to go, shut your dumbass up this isn't haunted my instinct is to go well i'm gonna have to turn the tv up because i ain't trying to see or hear none of that i i i don't want to be a part of that that's that's such a black thought nigga tv get rid of ghosts you just gotta turn the tv up and them ghosts gonna be gone boy mommy i see a ghost well turn the tv up all right but how low is your tv because they wouldn't hang around if you turned it up Yep, yep, there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that Shamar Moore, even Shamar Moore's poops are light-skinned. That's right, they come out the color of Michael Ely. That man don't do nothing that ain't light-skinned, and his poops are no different. I am your host, Langston Kerman, as always, and you know I'm coming in hot. I always am. Sometimes I say I'm coming in hot, but then I come in with the same energy I come with in every week. And so I think I'm just a hot motherfucker. That's what I do. I come in hot. And my guest today, I would argue he's never come in hot. Never once has he walked into a room and it felt like, God damn, this nigga's energy is exploding. It's booming through the atmosphere of the space we've entered. But man, is he hilarious. I love him. He's he's a dear friend. You know him from Comedy Central. But more importantly, you know him from his brand new show on Showtime. 
every Sunday called Flatbush Misdemeanors. I love it. It's a hilarious show. He is one of the creators, one of the stars. So funny. Give it up for my guest, Mr. Kevin Iso. (laughs) Thank you, man. Thank you for reading that like you wouldn't pay to say it. Yeah, you know, you got to put some passion into it. You've you've offered yeah. me hundreds to thousands of dollars to say that nicely, but I said no, hey, I, I'll do it on my own. I don't know how you know what color Shamal Morris poops are either. That was a little, <laughs> I'm like, they got a camera in his house. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I do the research. This, you got to do the you got to do the hard work. Some of us are willing to really dig yeah, in. I mean, that's why I don't have a podcast. It's too much. Sure. It's too much research. <laughs> You're too lazy to study Shamar Moore's poops, and that's why you don't have a podcast. I'm excited that you're here because you came to me with a conspiracy theory that I had never heard of before in my life. Even the entire sort of premise around it was super foreign to me. And I know you specifically sent a a, a deet, not a detail, but a part of this larger conspiracy. So I'm going to frame this around the larger thing, which is my mama told me. Nigerian jazz slash juju is real. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I just jump into the story, right? Yeah. Tell All me, right. but just tell me the, what you know. <laughs> well, tell me. I mean, this is this is what I this is what I know to be true. I mean, it's always kind of like a underlying thing, and I don't even think it's just like like a Nigerian thing, but it's also you know West Indian people also kind of deal mm-hmm. with it, and New Orleans people definitely voodoo, you know. So jazz, and when I went to Nigeria for the first time in 2015. I was going to the marketplace, this place called Yaba Market. And my cousin was telling me, like, yo, if you go out there, like, there's these dudes that have on gold rings. And mm-hmm. if they touch you, whatever's in your pocket, go in their pocket. And at first, <laughs> I was like, well, one, two thoughts went through my head. I was like, niggas ain't going to touch me. Like, what the fuck? And then the second thought was like, niggas just going to get some socks. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not nothing. That... <laughs> you about to get my backup underwear because that's all I got in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> but it was um, it was like to, to go out there. At first, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. But then once I got kind of got out there and I seen it, I was like, yo, this shit definitely it's real. And then my auntie told me, like, it actually happened to my cousin, like, in a different way, because there's so many different forms of it. That, yeah. Yeah. And it happens to him, like, in a different way where he, like, kind of got brainwashed into giving away all my auntie money away to this dude. And then, like, he even came back to the house and was, like, asking my auntie, like, yo, I need more money to give to him. He said, if I give him more money, he's going to get us on the island or whatever. She was like, whoa. And he got he lost his phone. He tried to go back and meet up with the dude again. But mind you, he like 14. And um <laughs> so he's dumb. So he's just like, dumb. Like, I mean, he's dumb. <laughs> he's dumb. But at the same time, too, it's kind of like they grow up quick out there. Like my right. 10-year-old, my 10-year-old cousin, like when I was when I was first out there, she uh she we went to we went to the marketplace, right? She was trying to buy some pound of yam. And then the lady was like, it's like, say like 600 naira. And my cousin, like, nah, 600. Yeah, I'll give you four. I said, she's 10 mm-hmm. years old, bro. I'm like, four? And the lady right. like, okay, 450. And then she like, okay, fine. And then t- I'm looking at her. I'm like, Tayo, 
How yeah. the fuck? She like, it's called doing business. I'm yeah, like, yeah. yo, that's crazy. She's demonstrating a skill that that the average 10-year-old couldn't don't. even begin to try to do in America. Don't even have. How you bargaining with a woman that's like five times your age? You right. I, I mean? want that girl. I want your cousin <laughs> helping me buy a Nissan Maxima. You know what I mean? Like, let's <laughs> let's get her in a dealership and really like get some negotiations that are better than yams. I, I need her doing real work. Bro, exactly. She, I'm looking at her like you would be a dangerous politician. You fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck around. All right, wait. So let's let's rewind this okay, back okay, a little okay. bit because I think you you're cruising through some stuff that that's going to yeah. need some clarification. Some of my listeners are are whiteies, so some of this is going to require some, some, some translating. Some listen. <laughs> Papa's bills are being paid by the white devil, and and that's something I'll wrestle with this evening. But more importantly, as we are right now, I uh-huh. I'm really interested. Number one in this idea of these people with the gold rings. And yeah. like them, them sort of being able to transfer your belongings from your pockets into theirs. They're not looking at this when they say that this sort of magic is happening. This isn't robbery to them. They're not saying this is like, oh, you just got pickpocketed by these gold ring dudes. But you mean you mean the people in the community aren't like they just picked your pocket. They think yeah, exactly. I you know what? I I don't think that they think it's that at all just because it's like it's such a it's such a level like like the history behind all of that all the all the um they they call it jazz and that was the first time I heard it but you know being where we from I'm like voodoo but the history behind voodoo is so like dark magic like yeah Christian, like religious people won't say voodoo or anything they'll say that's the devil or mm-hmm. that's you know heaven or hell or anything like that but it's still the same thing. Ultimately, right. it's just like there's a whole nother underwear. It's like the deep web. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of spirituality. It's like, oh, you got you. You there? Like, yeah, yeah. it's like if you really want to buy some baby fingers, we yeah. know where you can do it. But <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I think they think it's real. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I really do believe it. Like at first, Whoa. I was like, I ain't going to lie. I believe it, bro. Like at first I was like, it's kind of nah, but. It's kind of like, how could it not be real? Well, say more, because uh, I could tell you how it could not be real. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people with gold rings that don't demonstrate any ability. <laughs> well, OK. All right. So the gold, the gold ring thing, maybe that's not real. Sure. But, but at the same time, maybe it is, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I love that as an argument of being like, all right, all right, okay, okay, okay. Let's be serious. Maybe it's not real, but have you considered? Maybe it is. <laughs> but really, though, bro, like it's something that like I can't tell you what life is like in another country without really mm-hmm. kind of being there. Like nobody can tell me like what what New York is like if they never really been in New York. So like somebody to tell me like over there, like yo, they do this shit out here. Like really. Like, you might come in thinking, like, no, no, they don't. And then now you don't got, you know what I'm saying? Now you now you a believer. Yeah. And the only way you're going to believe is if somebody rob your ass. But I'm not going to wait till somebody rob me. I'm going to believe it before they rob me. Right. So <laughs> so I like that because because by that suggestion, it's not even so much that that you're, like, sitting and you're believing as much in the magic of it all, but you're believing in their belief. In, in these correlations. So like 
yo, I don't know if they can Harry Potter some shit from his pocket to my pocket, but I do know that they believe that. Therefore, I'm going to stay away from the people with the gold rings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, because then you got to also think about like, all right, is that real gold on that nigga finger or is this nigga? Right. <laughs> but <laughs> or is that just a cool magnet that, that he's like pulling my shit into his? Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? So, I do think, I do think to that point, that is the issue with the way that we often deny people's faith and, and experiences and shit, right? Is absolutely. that like, at the end of the day, whether I believe in what you believe in or not, there's a reason you have faith in this thing. And it isn't complete nonsense. It may sound silly and it may be sort of like hyperbolic in its reasoning, but it's not so illogical that you're just like a fucking idiot. There's probably some root to it. And with that, maybe I would do good to listen to at least part of that and then ignore the goofy parts. You, you know what it's like? It's like when you see a bunch of people running away from something. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, are you going to be that idiot that just keeps like, well, I don't know what they're running from, so I'm going to go find out myself. Like, you fucking There could dummy. be bigger threats in the distance. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just stay here and see what happens. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You better yeah. run too. <laughs> And find out later. I got to see for myself. I don't. I, I don't ever have to see. I don't know what's over there, but people running. I'm running too. I remember as a kid, we would go to the Taste of Chicago every year just to, you know, go like do her rat shit with our friends, whatever. And every year, inevitably, in Chicago, people start shooting at the Taste. And every year that would happen where like a crowd would run. And there was always inevitably somebody with us that we would have to be like, Bro, let's go. We're not we're not sticking around to figure this one out. Run, motherfucker. Meet you at the McDonald's and then we'll regroup and and figure it out. You know what I mean? That's your fault for hanging around white people. Well, I grew up in the suburbs. I had what I had as as, uh, <laughs> as a core your... group of friends. They were mostly black, but we had to sprinkle some whites in there. They were kind. Let me ask you, do you do you believe in any sort of voodoo rituals? I'll say this. I believe in the power of accepting things into your spirit and life. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I don't necessarily know that I've ever had a ghostly experience, mm -hmm. but I do believe that, like, if I were to fuck around with a Ouija board or fuck around with some juju or voodoo or whatever you want to call it, then right. I am welcoming something into my spirit that I'm not going to be able to just walk away from later. Now, how do you justify that with when you do mushrooms and you see shit that ain't really there? Mm, that's a good question. I think that it's not that dissimilar, maybe, that like now I did the drugs, so I welcomed some shit into see, my brain. That You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Yeah. I see it for what it is. And, and so stuff. you're saying this trip to Nigeria in some ways was sort of mushrooms being introduced and, and oh. allowing you to see something that that other people may not be able to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all like I'm finna sound like um <laughs> I'm finna sound like some nigga that like he's just trying to take your money. But it's uh -huh. all spiritual, brother. It's all <laughs> Buy this water. <laughs> this is good water. This holy water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no, I man. get it though. It is. It's a spiritual thing. I, I remember 
when we shot our half hours, we were in New Orleans and apparently the the hotel that we stayed in was haunted. That's what all the white women that also shot half hours that year kept telling me was that this is a haunted hotel and they each had had experiences where they either saw a little girl running down the hallway that wasn't there or like another little girl that was sitting at the edge of the bed. Like there were like three different women, all of whom told me that they had like these ghostly experiences. And then when you pry further, you find out that at some point in their lives, they had interacted with like ghostly behavior. Uh, and so, yeah, y'all are the ones seeing it. Meanwhile, I'm fucking in a New Orleans uh, hotel. It's dope. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Cause I've stayed in a haunted hotel before too. Like, the yeah. same, same, same experience. Actually, in another country, I, I forget where, but in another country where it was like, this feel like where the ghosts be at. You know, yep. when you, when you in fucking Ireland or wherever you, I don't know where I was. I think it was in Germany or some shit. But, when you stay in like the woods in Germany, nigga, yeah, it feel like oh now this is so. Did you have any like you know you get in the hotel room and you mm-hmm. and now it's quiet, yeah, you by yourself. Let's set the let's set the mood. All you right, by, you by yourself <laughs> now. It's well, quiet. Let's be clear, it's not that quiet. Say yes to the dress is probably playing in the background at this point <laughs> in my life. But I get your point. It's it's you it's not yourself. as noisy as it should have been. <laughs> exactly. But you played say yes to the dress because you didn't want to see the ghost. Oh, I'm like, terribly afraid of the quiet. And I that, agree that that is why the show was on. That's my point. Is yeah. like you call somebody now. Now you like you, yeah. you start getting goosebumps and you like, oh, shit. Let me let me get some human interaction yes. or something. I ain't gonna lie. I, I be having thoughts because, you know, you, you watch The Shining, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, so I'll be having thoughts like, like it's like the shining. I'm like, man, I'll fuck them little kids up. Like, <laughs> like that's what, that's where my brain go. I'm right, like, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? And then yeah. time, I'm really scared. But like, you know, be yeah. Active, but y'all are active. still two little girls holding hands in the hallway. I'll exactly. kick the shit out of you. Exactly. Because when it come down to it, they come in your face, and you, now you swing it. <laughs> 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 you just look like a crazy. <laughs> in the hotel, they like, I told you he did crack. <laughs> <laughs> right, somebody else comes down the hallway, and it's just you alone, fist fighting just, two just invisible children. Yeah, now you're fucked look up. At him, look at him. I told you you should have cut him off. Really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. let me ask you this because I do think I, I really love what you're saying about going to this foreign place and then experiencing something that is true to them on a daily basis and then being able to walk back to quote unquote home with this mm-hmm. new information. Mm-hmm. How many of the people, because your, your family's Nigerian, mm-hmm. they're, they're living in Houston. Mm-hmm. How many of the people back home still maintain these theories, these things that, that came from Nigeria? Ba- oh, back home, back home in Nigeria, back home in Houston, back home in Houston. How many people in, on American soil are like, yo, Juju well, is real. Well, my my people grew up in Nigeria. So my dad, my mom, they moved out here when they was my dad was uh 19 years old when he came out here and he constantly man. constantly goes back and forth, but his most of his life was in Nigeria. So they definitely believe in it. I can see it like my mom's sister is um is a is a pastor. Mm-hmm. And her her husband was a pastor. Her son is a pastor, and they I could see it. I don't. I've never actually had a real conversation with them about it, and it would be interesting to have one. But I can see like their spirituality 
it definitely comes from a place where it's like if I talk to them about that, they're like they're going they're going like again, like I said, they're going to phrase it in a way that's not they might not use the word voodoo or jazz or juju, but they'll say, you know, there's bad spirits and there's good spirits It's right. a battle between the spiritual world and the physical world. Always every day you wake up, they're going to say it like that. But they not gonna. They might not say like, yeah. yeah, it's a nigga with a fire and a hat that like, like, like the mad hat. <laughs> all right, from the all right. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, I think some of that, and that's really interesting. I think some of that just sounds like a like a language transfer, right? That like mm-hmm. you come to America, you start speaking a different type of language. You start speaking differently with the people around you. And so juju is a word that on average, the the American person would be like, Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? Yeah, and so you yeah. remove like the trigger words. You say like, no, I still believe in what I believe in, mm-hmm. but I'll take out all the things that are ma- going to make you react in some crazy way and at least allow you to understand me on like a surface level. Yeah. Absolutely. Because now now you get now you get that white dollar. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Now you done done got people because you're like, white people, juju. What the hell? That sounds like a candy. All right, Malik. I think we've had enough of your antics tonight. (laughs) You start saying words like spiritual warfare. And it's a battle between the, you know, the heaven and hell. Yeah. Now, now people, because that's um, um C.S. Lewis whole thing. Right. His books, like with the great divorce and everything. It was like, you know, that's his whole thing. And he Yeah. Made, you start talking like that. You could be a Trump you, supporter. It, it, you're, you're a part of the team. <laughs> you're a part of the team now. You, you're a whole, it's a whole thing, man. So, you know, definitely. But I, I really do think, you know, it dates back, though, to like slavery. Like slaves was in all of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going away. It's just taking like definitely, like you said, different names, different forms, all that. Yeah. And I do think that that's sort of a I think it's a corny thing that sort of happens as we move along in like generations and and sort of grow and blah, 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 blah. I think we we reach this point where we start to just want to make fun of the generations that came before us. Like, look at these stupid motherfuckers for doing a thing that they believed in back then were so advanced. We're much smarter right. than that now. And it's like, I don't know that we are. I actually don't think we're advancing at the rate that we think we are. We just are rearticulating our advancements in a, in a way that makes us feel proud. It's, it's, it's three, it's three planes. Now it's the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. It's the physical realm and it's the digital realm. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Listen, okay. bro. Listen, bro, I'm going somewhere. Hold on. You might want to do your little uh, segment. Wait a minute, because it's not like you're about to talk that talk. You trying to talk some talk? Nah, really. Let's uh, let's go. Okay. Let's go. I'm going to give you the music. You talk your talk. Go crazy. I got to talk over the music? Yeah. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you're ruining it. It's the spiritual realm. It's the physical realm. And it's the digital realm. Inside of the. Nigga, I feel like I'm doing a TED talk (laughs) that's going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but inside of it like you know the two you know the two you know the two the physical and the spiritual but inside of the digital now it's like this place where you can actually fake what's in the physical you can't never fake what's in the spiritual at all like that shit is what it is 
And it's the reality of it. And mm-hmm. then in the physical, if you want to actually accept what it is in the spiritual, you can. But you can also play yourself and try to like whatever, whatever. Now you're an mm-hmm. addict. Now you're not really telling yourself the truth. You're not being honest with yourself. And the digital, you faking it to the rest of the world. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So like everybody else, you like, oh, look, I'm out here in Saloon. I'm out here doing this. I'm out here that, this, that, and the third. And it could be in the reverse, too. You could also be looking like a bum online and really be having bread. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, nigga, I don't, I don't got, I don't, listen, that's my case, <laughs> nigga. I look like a nerd <laughs> on the internet. But <laughs> if you come look at a nigga for real, <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Nobody's going to give you pussy because of this podcast. So you can... You can Yo. let that little dream go. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Hey, listen, yeah. I've never seen someone fail talk that talk worse. That you you truly, you did not nail it in any kind of way. Normally, I always punctuate it with a cool drop afterwards to, to make everybody feel good. You Bro, did a music terrible job off. at Talk That Talk. But I will say this. Your ideas of, of the three planes are, are one that I like a lot. That was, that's good shit. Good ideas, bad performance. Eight, eight out of ten, I'd say. <laughs> welcome to my, welcome to my stand-up, <laughs> my stage performance. This nigga got good <laughs> ideas, awful, awful execution. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if he ever makes eye contact with the audience, we're gonna love him. <laughs> no, real shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask you one more question, then we're gonna take a break. It, okay. In terms of the juju and the the jazzing and all of these other things, do you think that it has the potential to grow outside of the space that it already lives in? Do you think that this is something that could eventually make its way to America, to other places outside of West Africa and, you know, where it lives right now? I think, I think in a way it has in a form, I don't think that like, you know, it's as like, basic or you know Mm -hmm. like like it's just like just so rooted in like literally you go to the marketplace somebody but in a way like you know scamming is so big everybody them ppp loans that everybody was taking out and you know everybody everybody trying to scam jeff bezos wife she just gave out another how many billion everybody got now now everybody arm broke you know what i'm saying (laughs) so like (laughs) so like so like in a way absolutely it's already here but it's just even to say like peter popoff with all the you know Mm -hmm. when he was selling all the uh uh, the miracle water miracle water joint the rags you know you wipe this rag you be cancer free buy this rag wipe it on your head so absolutely you know it's just it's just uh, like everything else it's americanized it's westernized right now here but it's our version of it yeah yeah to your point there isn't that much of a difference between this dude selling miracle water and these other people who are basically saying like you can cleanse yourself with these objects or waters or whatever the fuck it is and the only difference is that america trusts it more from a white dude in a suit than they do from some nigerian person who like may also have a suit on but it ain't a suit we recognize so we like get the fuck out of here with that shit (laughs) (laughs) it ain't a suit we recognize (laughs) 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 ah shit no that's funny that's funny (laughs) as fuck but uh, just to say too because i don't i don't i do think that there's also a good juju good voodoo good Mm -hmm. jazzing 
good version and there's a bad version. Just to say, like, I, that's what I believe. No, I think, and I think that's important also for everybody to understand is that it the negative connotation is truly just the way that you use these things. It is not to say that these things themselves are inherently bad. Eloquently put, Langston. Thanks, man. That's why I'm in charge of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with more Kevin Iso and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. And we are back. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America. Yep, we're back here with more Kevin Iso, more My Mama Told Me. We're still talking about jazzing and juju and all the different iterations of, of voodoo that existed before voodoo, that sort of birthed voodoo in America and the things that Kevin believes. 
is it just the gold rings that you're you're sort of sold on or is it all of it like literally anything they tell you you're like yep i'm 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 with it well some of it is wits and some of it is like okay i don't know anything about that so i'm gonna believe it Mm -hmm. but i feel like naturally and i don't want to sound like i'm a gullible human being i'm i'm not but naturally i'm actually extremely skeptical of shit yeah so when they told me, like my my auntie was telling me the other day, she said like they it, it usually starts in the form of a question. Like they'll ask like, "Where are you going?" or "Do you want to make more money?" or whatever. But whenever I'm traveling and somebody talks to me like that, I'm already like, "Nah, nigga, I know where I'm going." Even if I don't know where I'm yeah, going, yeah. just because like I'm used to all of that. I don't lived in the Bronx. I don't lived in Brooklyn. I don't live in a lot of places. And and being in Nigeria in itself, like when you get off the airport, like do start grabbing you like like it i i've never grabbed a girl i don't even think i don't even i don't even think people do this anymore to be honest because you know how time fly and you don't even really realize like it's a different era but you still like holding on to something that like really happened 10 years ago but you acting like it happened yesterday but you know how like like when i was in college like dudes would be like outside the club i'm sure they still do this shit but Uh, they do it They'll be outside the club and they'll be like grabbing girls mm-hmm. like like you don't know her or nothing from nowhere. But yep. you'll be outside and it's not parking lot pimping, parking lot pimping different. It's like parking lot pimping. You you in front of the car, you playing your music. She like, oh, you got a Porsche. Yeah. Parking lot pimping is about the she catch the vibe and she then you, the can, vibe. you can yeah. move it from there. This is yeah. about literally trying literally. to snatch a woman from her path. <laughs> you don't got no car. <laughs> <laughs> you just grabbing girls like what the hey bitch fuck? you trying to take a walk but, <laughs> bitch, bitch why you walking if i was your man i would never let you walk nowhere <laughs> like really nigga that's the line that you <laughs> yeah no it's it's i definitely yes i remember that era oh, of no. like of culture right that that was like it reminds me so much of like a, a cameron era of like of black men you know what i mean cameron in his heyday was a nigga who would grab your hand as you're leaving the club absolutely but cameron got money a lot of these niggas grabbing they they just they just (laughs) grabbing because this this is all they got to hold on to sure right so (laughs) nigga wasn't even in the club the whole night and he outside grabbing your hand but so that's but that's how they was that's how they was grabbing me in nigeria right grabbing me by my hand and shit so like that element of it, I was just like, damn, like, this is, like, really aggressive. So that part of it, like, I'm already blocking off that. But mm-hmm. anything that I don't know, if they, like, yo, frog legs and all of that shit, once you start throwing in words and animals that I'm not, like, used to seeing on a daily basis, I believe it. Right. Like, as, soon as, like, as soon as you, like, yeah, it's, a, you know, reindeer antlers or shark fin and all that shit i'm like oh that's a real thing like, okay <laughs> like because i don't fuck things, with reindeer you, <laughs> so i don't know what reindeer do <laughs> but if you put them like if somebody told you like langston like if you get a monkey tail and mm-hmm. a rabbit ear and you put it in a pot bro it'll like it'll make your hair grow like like yeah. it'll make it it'll fill it it'll fill out your beard right like, some Somebody tell me that, I'd be like, okay, I believe it because I'm never going to do it. Right. I, I'm <laughs> never going to collect these three items and mix them. Even if I did get a monkey tail, which I don't plan to get anytime soon, that's going to be my third phase of my life. But when I get a monkey tail, I don't see myself then grinding it up into monkey tail powder 
and then mixing it with some rabbit foot and being like, all right, and now I'm ready to fill in my beard. It's like, no, nah, I'm just going to have a rabbit tail and I'll put it in a case and be like, <laughs> y'all trying to see a, a rabbit tail or a monkey ass? I, I got both. Now I'm ready to fill in my beard. Some people would say that's also how COVID started. I'm not going to say that, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> Some people would say that. Hey, listen, no, this, nigga, that's how COVID. That was just some COVID shit. They was grinding up monkey tails. <laughs> mixing them with rabbit. Now we they all was trying get, They was trying to get a full beard. There <laughs> <laughs> was a man in Wuhan wanted a full beard. <laughs> now I got to stay inside for nine months. This is crazy. This nigga wanted to Mr. Miyagi. All right. Well, now we're canceled. And this was a great episode. I want to jump into some of this research. I I did a fair amount of research on the subject. And and let's just start simply. And a lot of this you've already covered. Juju jazzing as it relates to the world of West Africa seems to specifically refer to the idea of infusing magic into amulets or trinkets or even a person, right? In order to enact your wishes. And those wishes, like you said, can be positive or they can be negative. They don't have to necessarily correlate with good or bad. And West Africa also sort of tends to use language that implies black magic or omens or curses. Voodoo is a thing that we know in America and it attempts to protect oneself from the sinister unseen world. Right. And that sort of goes back to what you were saying about like, your parents sort of using the idea of like the devil at work and like the sinister things that are in sort of like play. It's all protection and or activation against things that you don't care for in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know how there's like Greek mythology and Greek gods and there's mm-hmm. Zeus and, and, and Kronos and all of them guys. There's also like African mythology. Yep. So there's Eshu, there's whoever Beyonce be talking about on her songs. I forget her <laughs> name, but it's a water. Like the people that know, they're gonna listen to this thing. Be like, nigga, you talk about that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know off the top of my head. Oshun, not, I believe. Ain't it Oshun? Oshun? Oh, all right. Yeah, Hold you on. know. Let me find out. My Let wife. Me... My wife is in the beehive. I gotta pay attention sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that stuff, it actually it plays into you know what you're what you're talking about which is like even though i i personally believe that a lot of the greek mythology derived from the african mythology mm-hmm. and then a lot of the african mythology it just like of course like ev- like again everything else and become a part of the diaspora and the shit spread and information get lost and it's like that whisper game like you say this to that person yeah that person, and you come back and it's a whole different name you know, so Eshu turned into Esu or, right. or whoever, however they pronounce to it. To your point, it's it's cultural telephone. And so it, it becomes Damn, like a... This nigga coming up with phrases <laughs> on the spot, nigga. <laughs> cultural telephone. Yeah. Listen, I love how <laughs> impressed you are with me just uh, repeating back things you're saying to me in different words. It's it's truly, it's I've never felt more confident. I'm alive, motherfucker. This is great. I, I I do like uh, the idea, though, that that in some ways we are all sort of like circulating the same premises and then adding our little like spin to it, much in the way that like everybody's just making food with rice. 
But then Absolutely. you just add your own way of, you know, y'all, you make a different rice than I make rice. And then we all have different rice, but it's rice all the same. Absolutely. As long as the rice isn't whitewashed, mm -hmm. it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's Absolutely. bad rice. We'll say it's that. Bad. It's bad. It's some bad. It's, oh my God. I just, I just had a whole, I, I, I don't even want to say this on a podcast, but I might <laughs> say it. But, <laughs> All right, fuck it, because they're not going to listen to this. So <laughs> I, went, I went to my... No, just speaking on bad rice now. I don't okay. know. I'm, I'm going off topic. But I went to my man's place, and he just got married. And uh, and his wife made some rice. And <laughs> God damn. If I didn't know she was white before, I knew she was white when that Yo, rice came out, nigga. Jesus Christ, it was awful. Like, But it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. If it you was showed bad. up blind, and you were like... Bro. Man, I bet your wife is beautiful. I don't know race, but I bet she's a gorgeous woman. And then you taste it, and you're like, oh, you done married this, the devil. You married a cursed, uh, a cursed a white, white soul. <laughs> this is this is a fucking white woman. Because you know how rice, okay, so you've eaten rice. So you know how rice, like, you can get, you can make rice where you can taste each rice. Mm -hmm. I don't know the word, each grain. But then you also got that rice where the shit just together. Yep. It's a whole, it's like nachos. You like, damn, nigga, I can't get this shit <laughs> apart for nothing. Yep. So that shit was like that. And I'm just like, I had to eat it, bro. It was a brick and of rice. Bro, bro, like that shit was, I had to take a sip after each bite. I was like, yeah, oh, boy. That was <laughs> <laughs> some good rice, baby girl. <laughs> so you say y'all gonna be together I forever? <laughs> Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was awful. Okay. But no, I, I, I'm happy that you're married. And I, I think that the, I <laughs> Many blessings unto thee. <laughs> I want to... Okay. Yeah. This is one of the things that surprised me in the research. And I think this is important. I didn't realize how much of this isn't just something sort of locked in the like cultural outskirts of like the African world, right? Like this isn't some shit where like only people in certain areas believe it or like outside of the big cities. Apparently it's a pretty well sort of like received, almost uh, ble bleeds into public life. Like I read an article about this state governor who refused to move into his official home because magical objects had been left behind by another governor who sought help by this elderly juju man to rid state uh, to rid his state of like crop eating insects. He was so afraid of the crop eating insects that he hired a juju man to help get rid of them. And then subsequently, the dude who replaced him was like, nah, he left some of his shit behind and I can't be walking into his space, which is now, you know, covered in in potentially bad yeah. omens, bad juju. Yeah, them niggas is crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I always think about it. I I think about it like, like the Avatar, like mm -hmm. you know when they when they choosing the Avatar. Oh no 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 no! It's not the Avatar. It's actually the Dalai Lama, right? When they oh. choose the Dalai Lama, and then they give them like certain objects, yep. and they say like do this or do that. I don't know the exact. Do you know? I think I don't know. It, I, what I'm, it? I could be basing this off of a film, so I could be very wrong. <laughs> but I think that it's it's they lay out a bunch of objects and then the person is meant to choose. And in right. choosing, they're able to identify who is, in fact, the chosen person. 
because of the decision that they make. Right. Like, like, but they'll do it with babies. Yeah. Like, so it's like a baby that's just like, duh, 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 and then they're like, oh, this baby is chosen. It's an awesome like, I, fucking baby. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, this a dope ass baby God boy. Damn, I don't I know who this baby. Yeah, this, this baby Ooh. cool as fuck. <laughs> so, Y'all see, you picked the keychain. Yeah, I'm fuck with this baby. <laughs> so I think of it like that, where it's like those guys believe in it. This, that, and the third, yes. But I also think that, like, you know, I'm not gonna make my decisions based off a baby or another man personally, like. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. So if a baby sit there and pick the keychain, I'm not going to come into office and be like, oh, the keychain is the key right. to the people's hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think more importantly, babies are just babies. Do you know what I mean? That like at the end of the day, babies aren't prophets. They're just humans with a soft spot in their head. And so like I can't, to your point, I can't spend my life at the whim of what a, a child might pick up. I've seen babies try to suck a man's titty because they thought it it also yeah. gave milk. Like there is no awesome. other option. There's no chance that I presume that a baby is a smart person in the, in that way. Yes, but that's that's how I think that the like he went into office and he said, "Oh, he did something here, so I'm not going to be." Like mm-hmm. that's how I that's how I think about. That's like uh Biden assuming that Trump was smart. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little, but even, or even Trump, like, not even to take sides, like, even Trump assuming that Obama was smart. Like, it's like, oh, now I'm in the White House and he did all this stuff with this dog. Oh, now we got to clean it out. It's just like, what that now you granted him power in my, in my mind, because I do think, like you were saying, like, it's, it's, it's particular to each individual. Like, yep. So, yeah, a lot of them dudes is you know they ban Twitter in Nigeria. Like it's crazy. Right. They just don't even it's want crazy. these ideas spreading around <laughs> yeah, any more than yeah. they probably already have. Yeah. How you how you ban a whole social media platform? Ah, they're us? probably healthier for it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't think it's making us good people. So yeah, ban it. They're doing the right thing. One of the things you sent me uh when we first started talking about this original uh, idea was uh and it had a lot of interesting stuff and specifically the article talked about like these kids who the way that the the author found out about this whole thing was these kids he grew up with who rumored or who had claimed to have had this this experience where a preschool teacher gave them candy to take home and then they put the candy in their pockets and instead of eating the candy when they were told to eat the candy, they left the candy in their pockets to save for later. And by the time they returned to get the candy out of their pockets, the candy had turned into human fingers. And this was meant to be, I think, a lesson on like gratitude and like doing the right thing when you're told and following instructions. And so you, a boy, a child, reach into your pocket, pull out a human finger when you was trying to get a junior mint. And suddenly you're scarred for life because of that. But then also, I guess you've learned a, a lesson. And so I wonder how much of this do you just see as allegory, as like a chance to learn from the experiences you've had? I think that a lot of it is actually allegory. I mean, putting it like that, bro, it's like, like, again, like, you know, to bring back C.S. Lewis, it's like, mm-hmm. All of that, it's, I think the Bible is a lot of allegory. Yes. To be honest, you know, so things that where you say, like when they said, okay, 
and and in Africa they've done it and in and in the Middle East they do it too where it's like when you're stealing they'll cut off your hand yeah stealing so you don't steal no more which is it's fair it makes sense if you're living by that logic yes like it's like okay then this is what what you do but at the same time too it's also like a beating would have would would suffice yeah like like you didn't have to take his whole hand for the rest of his life sure, yeah like you could have just like told him that was wrong if you gave him a stern talking to he might have also yeah. learned a lesson <laughs> i don't know that you had to take like, it as far as you I, did now you gotta be a left-handed hooper for the rest of his life <laughs> <laughs> just crossing so, over from one hand to the same hand yeah everybody think it's the deformity that he like nah i used to steal no nah, no nah, man i just really wanted some honey buns and uh they was upset they didn't like that. absolutely so yeah i think that a lot of that stuff it's, it's it's meant to be a message you know that you take and you understand and then you interpret into your own like my man was telling me about he was reading something but he was telling me you know, that whole story of like Abraham sacrificing his children. Is it Abraham? I don't know. I don't read. That. Uh, Abraham but is asked by God to murder his son, Isaac. There you go. Yeah. So he was telling me that whole thing is like, say you're an alcoholic and Isaac is vodka. Mm-hmm. And God is asking you to get rid of vodka. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to get rid of vodka, Come God. On, you know what vodka Come does to me. I love vodka. <laughs> Come on, God. And God, like, get rid of vodka. And then you take vodka to the altar and you're ready to sacrifice vodka. And then God, like, I, you can have vodka. Yeah. I was just making sure that this is a horrible message. Like it's a horrible say, analogy. The, the parents, it's a horrible analogy. The parents at home are not going to care for you equating That's their what, children. <laughs> to a poison that we drink to stop feeling things. That's that's a <laughs> it's a it's a horrible analogy, but if you understand what I'm trying to say, you get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. another allegory actually. Sure. So <laughs> I I do I'm really glad that you made the the connection to Christianity because I started reading articles about and you know, in terms of the way white people write about these things, it often has like a a negative connotation, right? They're not writing mm-hmm. about it in in any light that that promotes positivity but i read this bbc article it basically connects juju to human trafficking and it it wow. takes a few big steps here but they claim that these practices are more dangerous than physical chains and in the article it talks about this 24 year old nigerian woman who basically put these two other girls through a series of like ritualistic juju ceremonies in order to make them so afraid of leaving that they stayed under her control. She made them drink dirty water. She made them eat snake and snails. And she even shaved their heads, which made these women not want to leave and allowed her to hold hold them captive and subsequently sell them into sex slavery. Right. And so the article spends the entire time being like, this is juju's fault. This is all some juju shit and we got to be careful about juju. And a part of me kept thinking, I don't know, man, that that sounds like the same thing the Bible does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. You went you went you went in on it like it's definitely it's definitely a way to control. It's it's a way to control people. It's the same thing. It's the same thing Fox News does. It's the same thing that CNN does. It's a way to like get people 
underneath whatever umbrella of knowledge that you're trying to create for them to understand. And then once they get that, then it's like, okay, we've gotten these people inside of our circle. Now they're behind us. Now they're not now. Now we've created an army of whatever it is that we're trying to push. Yep. I don't know what it is that they're trying to push. Uh, apparently in this story, this guy's trying to make bread, but he's tra- sex trafficking, whatever, well, whatever. Girl, but You're yeah, same make... premise. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. It's like you're trying to get people behind you for whatever it is that you're, it's the same shit with all these fucking cults, the Scientology shit, the shit that I forget the last cult thing that they put on Netflix that everybody was watching. Oh, the I Nexium the, joint? The Nexium joint. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same shit. Like, you could really use anything. Bro, you see people using comedy to control people. Uh-huh. Like, people be really warped into this shit where I just be like, bro, if I'm not funny, I'm not funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, at the end of the day, I'm going to move on to the next thing right. and I'm going to figure out a way to make this shit happen. But you see people really, like, creating cults, like, doing comedy classes and all of this shit. And it's like, nigga, who, who the fuck need a class to laugh, nigga? Right. What, what, are you, <laughs> what are we doing right now? So all of that, like, like when I said it's good and bad earlier about the voodoo shit, it's like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, we talking about voodoo, but we really talking about everything. Yes. Like, it's good and bad business. It's good and bad. Like, I done got into this this hospital, and it's like this medical field, and it's good and bad. Like, oh, shit, if I go this way, I'll be able to make mad money, but then I'm also exploiting people and also all this fucking illegal plastic surgery that I'm doing that's legal, yep. but it ain't legal. Like, all of that shit. So... I hear what you're saying with that, with that, I mean, with that article, but again, white people are the reason yeah, yeah. that, you know. <laughs> Hold on. I hear you. And honestly, I'll say this. That's how they get you. Because I, I do think even as I read this article, right, even as I was sort of like going through this article, a part of me felt like the article itself is a sign of the occult, right? It is mm-hmm. sort of like that in action because all it is is trying to create a type of fear of something foreign or different, which isn't to say that what this girl is doing is okay. It isn't. What she was doing was super fucked up. If she is, in fact, human trafficking these women, there's no excuse for that. But that doesn't mean that we have to correlate a religion with that. We could just call her a fucked up lady and say that she misinterpreted what potentially could just be a way that people get by, a way that people understand the world much in the way that we do with Christianity or Islam or whatever other religions. Exactly, bro. Because you can't say that everybody that's, like you say Islam, everybody that's Muslim, you can't say that they bad. But you, but Muslim people will easily tell you, like, yo, it's terrorist groups that's associated with our religion. Hell yeah. But they not us. No. They them. They doing their own thing. That's they done read the same shit. They done read the same shit we read, and then they done interpreted it in a fucked up way. And then so now they doing all this shit over here. But yeah. you can't associate the whole group with that shit. No, I'm chilling. I got my rug. I got my little hat. I ain't bothering nobody. <laughs> Come on, nigga. You just, just described Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Disney did some fucked up shit, too. They made some weird correlations. That don't mean I wasn't describing a religion. That just means, hey, we got to do some uh, analysis. <laughs> a deep dive. Yeah, bro. Okay, we're going to take one more break. We'll be back with more Kevin Iso and more My Mama Told Me.
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed, cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. And we are back. Can you lend a nigga a pencil? Yeah, we're back here with more Kevin Iso. More my mama told me. We're still talking about juju and jazzing and all the stuff that comes from West Indian practices of, of faith and belief, good and bad. I think it's time for us to play a game. Let's play a game. And this is a very fun game that I've I've cooked up special for you. It's called What Juju Would You Do? I put a spell on you because you're mine. Oh, shit. Here we go again. It's What Juju Would You Do? And how, the way that this works, I'm going to introduce to you some celebrities who I believe could use a little bit of juju to help uh, fix some of the problems that have arisen in their lives. And my ask for you, Kevin, is that you suggest a little bit of juju that you think they could handle that, that would help make their lives a little better based on the things that have happened to them. Does that make sense? Okay. 
What kind? Are you gonna give me the juju too, or I'm, I gotta make? Nah, it? this is all you, baby. This, this, oh, shit. this, some fun improv. Just a, right. a good game of of creating through comedic magic. You got it. Okay. I believe in okay. you. What? <laughs> we'll start right, simple. This will make this nice and easy. Chloe Kardashian has uh, been cheated on now for a record fifty nine times by Tristan Thompson. Fifty nine. I don't know if that number is real, but that's what I'm gonna tell people. 59 times he's dogged her out by uh, women publicly. What juju might you suggest that old Khloe Kardashian does to help alleviate this cheating problem that she's dealing with? She's got to do some type of juju that makes her gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's not no way that she's going to stop getting cheated on. <laughs> in her line of like, not just women in general, but Chloe specifically mm-hmm. in her line of like, these are the men that I want to date. All right, those are the men you want to date, but understand these are circumstances that come with it. Sure. So you got to but rub some fucking female raccoon hair <laughs> on, your, <laughs> on your nipples. <laughs> and become gay. <laughs> okay, so she's she's clearly attracted to an un she has an unhealthy relationship with men in that she's attracted to scumbag dudes who are naturally going to cheat on her. And so Absolutely. your best suggestion is to rub female raccoon hair on herself so that she may nipples. Oh, on her nipples, excuse me, so that she may free herself of her attraction to these scumbags and potentially find a nice lady to uh to build a yes. life with. Yes. All right. It's a good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Sur- survey says good answer. Uh, okay. Here's another one. Nicki Minaj. Old Nicki Minaj has now had a uh, alleged pedophile for a brother and then an alleged pedophile for a husband. What would you suggest for old Nicki Minaj to help uh, alleviate the the bad omens coming into her life? I don't know. Keep them niggas away from candy. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a hard one, bro. I don't know. I don't like speaking on family business because, like, it's not, it's not, it's not her fault. Like, she's just like around these people, sure. and it's not, it's not, it's not her fault. But you know, best I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know. Stop giving them. Stop. Keep them niggas away from lollipops, Nikki. I, I heard Candy. Maybe she rubs two lollipops together and uh, and dips them in some rainwater, and maybe that'll that'll help uh, heal the sugar from from her life and theirs. I don't know. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one that's a little uh, a little sillier. Maybe this will take some of the the sting off of this. This is a personal favorite of mine, Terrence J. Uh, was once caught uh, driving away from a hit and run with his side piece in his car. He got in an accident. He was driving with his side piece, side piece in the car. What juju would you suggest for old Terrence J to help alleviate some of the mistakes that transpired? Terrence J, you don't even need juju for this. All you got to do is say... Nigga, that was Langston Kermit. That wasn't me. <laughs> the world will believe you. Big head, light skin. It's got to be him. <laughs> you don't even need Juju for that, nigga. Just <laughs> Big head, light skin, buff if you look at him from the right angle. It's Langston. <laughs> Get somebody else in trouble, bro. Blame it on someone else. Huh? 
That's a good answer. Okay, this is the, the final one. And you got to use Juju for this one. I don't think it's All just right. going to be blaming me for, for these problems. Okay, this is my favorite one. Whatever happened to, to Buster Rhymes' neck? What Juju oh. would you suggest? <laughs> Nah, bro. Stop. <laughs> what juju would you suggest to make Buster Rhymes' bro. neck go back to normal? Oh, uh, uh, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Nah, Buster's a good dude. Great dude. <laughs> Terrible neck, it's but a- great spirit. <laughs> <laughs> neck is thick God. as a redwood, but beautiful. God, damn human. it. Sometimes I hate comedy because I don't know. Eventually, I'm gonna run into him. He'll be like, "Yo, what was all this shit you was popping them on my neck, nigga? Like, it wasn't even me, dog. I was Buster. It wasn't me. But... <laughs> I swear to God, I love your neck. Um, I the cure for Buster Rhymes' neck. I guess you gotta. Okay, so. The only way this is going to work is on some Freaky Friday shit. Oh. Like, on some, like, you know, you got to transfer, you got to transfer bodies, but you ain't transfer their whole body, transfer their neck. <laughs> and, <laughs> and whoever neck bust, you know, you got a lot of, he got a lot of, he got a lot of, he got a lot of, like, platinum and gold mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of jewelry. So you, you, you say the, you say the neck prayer into the jewelry, whatever, whatever Bible quote worked for that. What was y'all saying earlier? It was a uh, uh, one Justin was saying. What was that Bible quote? Oh, the uh, that that you don't want to be lukewarm. You you got to be. You want to be hot or cold when it comes to God, but you can't be lukewarm. Okay, so you don't want to be thick neck <laughs> when it comes to God. <laughs> you gotta be just do it like that. You want to be thick neck when it comes to God. You gotta be th- uh, thin or <laughs> in the middle <laughs> or in the middle, <laughs> and then. Say that into a ring, and then you 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 touch you just touch a lot of thin neck. Mm-mm. I, I want to say the women because it'd be weird if you start touching dudes' necks. Nah, like, you I'm need trying, the neck that I'm you want to have, trying, so you got to touch a man's neck. <laughs> <laughs> you got to run around touching <laughs> men's necks, and then maybe it'll transfer to you. Yo, I as long as you're choking them. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, we did it. This was this was a great time, Kevin. Could you tell the people at home where they could find you? What what uh, shit you got going on? I am currently. Uh, you can find me every Sunday night on Showtime at ten thirty Eastern, nine thirty Central Time. I don't know what time that is, LA, but you can figure 730, it out. Seven thirty, baby. Seven thirty, LA. Showtime. Flatbush misdemeanors every Sunday for the next motherfucking. We did four for so the next about seven weeks. Yeah, yeah that's we, beautiful, and it's a and it's a gorgeous show. Oh, finish, finish. Oh no, yeah, and then it's Kevin Isopropanol on Instagram. Isopropanol, like the alcohol, and then on Twitter, it's I'm not available. Okay. Because, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 what do you think, Lacey? You think I should get back on Twitter? I, I liked your Twitter. You tweeted uh, once a year, and uh, <laughs> it was mostly you critiquing yourself for being on it. You truly seem dedicated to the art form. So, yeah, get back on Twitter. It seems worth it. <laughs> no, Kevin's hysterical. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's great. And please watch Flatbush Misdemeanors. It's great. 
And uh, you can follow me at Langston Herman. And as always, if you want to send us drops, if you want to send us notes, if you want to send us your own theories, please send them to mymamapod at gmail.com. Otherwise, wait, bye, bitch. Wait, no, wait, not huh? bye, bitch. Last okay. thing, Langston did a fucking okay. phenomenal job on pause with Sam J. I'm sure he's already talked about it on the pod, but I ain't talk about it. So now I'm talking about it. But he did hey, a phenomenal thanks, job. Man. Head writing show like basically, you know, he's doing everything. I ain't gonna put him out there like that, but he did a great <laughs> job with that show. You guys check it out and support. And you know, he coming out with the motherfucking bust down soon. So, you know, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Nobody's ever promoted me this much, and it's beautiful. Thank you, Kevin. And uh no. yeah, okay, now officially bye, bitch. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.